0: to the Ketones and Coffee podcast with Lawrence Manaig, where we explore the ketogenic lifestyle and how it can improve your physical and mental health. Each week, we bring you valuable insights and advice from experts to help you on your journey to a healthier lifestyle. This episode is brought to you by basicketogeniclifestyle.com, where Lawrence coaches individuals with depression to reverse their symptoms and achieve a healthier, happier life using an evidence-based approach. So sit back, relax, and join us as we dive deep into the world of ketones and coffee. Subscribe to the Ketones and Coffee podcast today and never miss an episode.
1: Hey guys, this is Lawrence. Welcome back to the Ketones and Coffee Podcast and thank you so much for tuning in. I know everyone here that's listening are here because you want to create a sustainable, healthy lifestyle to the ketogenic diet. And every single week, I try to bring in guests that not only has the knowledge, but these individuals has also been through the same trials that we all have been through when it comes down to our search for a better health. We are together and hope to assist you on your own journey. I'm so excited for this guy. Stick around because our guest today is a certified health coach and a certified life coach with her mission to help others gain back control of their health and their weight she believes that in loving ourselves through every step of our journey and with including self-care into our lives we can then bridge the gap from knowing what to do into actually putting it into practice i'm so excited for this i'm here with katrina harris katrina welcome to the show
0: Thank you. And thank you so much for having me. And you like very succinctly, that is what I am about.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. That's that's what we want to do. That's what we want to share with people today is that I truly believe that what you thought what you are talking about is much of what it is that's happening with others as well. Speaking only from my own experience, too. I'm glad we're here today finally yes
0: thank you (laughs) we've had a little little bumps in the road to try to connect right (laughs) yeah little
1: bumps but i'm glad we're here to share your story there's there's a lot that we have to go through here so i'm gonna get right to it. you have such an amazing and strong background with keto um so i'm just yeah i'm
0: about to hit my eight years Mm. with it on on the first of september so Mm. since we're recording today on what is it the 30th so in two days
1: wow congratulations that's uh, thank you and six years coaching right
0: yes six years coaching Mm. and eight years keto
1: Mm. that did it feel like eight years it's eight years is a long time
0: it sure it sure is, yeah. and you know I don't think I've ever done anything mm-hmm. for eight years yeah. successfully.
1: <laughs> I, I le- same like I haven't done anything consistently since keto plus mm-hmm. a podcast that I, fr- <laughs> I, I I tell this a lot to the audience. I always say it. I always say this that before I wasn't able to get past chapter one at on any book that I read. right
0: or you're like stuck in chapter one and you're like oh my gosh there's 700 chapters to go uh, it's too it's too much yeah
1: nobody told me about having you know you have to first of all you have to enjoy what you're reading first to be able to get through chapter one and second (laughs) it's a focus thing for me because i i i I have you know a hard time focusing at that time but when i started keto, i'm like man give give me books right now and you know spark my interest in in a lot of things and and we're here today. So eight years on keto. And that's that's, uh, that's a major accomplishment because I've only been on keto for two years and I'm loving it. I don't... Isn't it
0: wonderful? Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny you talk about books because I like books are my love language. Mm-hmm. I'm an avid, avid reader. Yeah. And I actually had book club this past week. And I've been in this book club for 18 years. So they've seen me from the beginning to where I am now. And they know what I do. It's not any big deal. But we always do dinner with our book. And so they were offering me this salsa that they had made. And they're like, it doesn't have any sugar in it. I'm like, well, but it's got corn and beans and these other things. I was like, but no, thank you. (laughs) And so one of the ladies was like, are you still doing that keto? And I'm like, Mm. yep. And she's like, well, how much longer are you going to do that?
1: Mm. And I'm
0: like, "Um, forever.
1: (laughs) How much longer? It's like it's like they think that and it's not any knock on anyone right because i've been there too like i yes. i've always seen diets to be a short term thing
0: Right. Well, and it's funny because she's like, well, what does your doctor say about that? And my first thought is, <laughs> what does my doctor know about nutrition? Which is yeah. nothing. And I'm, mm. and she's like, well, is it safe? And I'm like... Mm,
1: safety. <laughs> it's always about... You're looking
0: about. at me and you're, and you're worried about my safety? <laughs> <laughs> <What>? Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Safety is always a question for you know anyone that's outside of the space, anyways. So I'm I'm completely so used to it by now. I'm I'm laughing at it, but it's it's still it's still you know I'm 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 so you know be, keto being you know this popular now and people still think about it this way is 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 something to be behold. That's why I'm laughing. Let's take a step back because look at you know what you have uh what you've accomplished man, especially accomplished especially when you're somebody that came from your own set of health struggles right and t- right turning that around into a life's purpose is a massive victory like I see looking at it looking at you just helping a lot of people uh turn things around like you did and to everyone else who is in on this journey whatever stage you're on if you're on this journey and living a healthier sustainable life and it, it's not i'm saying i always say sustainable I always say lifestyle because you can't be on a lifestyle you can't be on a you know on a diet and and not think that it's short term right it's it's a, it's a normal thing for us for some people but for us you really have to look at diets, or you know, any major life changes to be something that you want to do forever. Because you know, it's it, as long as it's good for your mind and body, of course, right? Right. Give yourself a pat in the back to everyone's that's crossing, maybe maybe a year mark, right?
0: Right. Well, and I think that you know that the you know coming into this mm-hmm. with a health condition and one that I didn't know that I even had at the beginning of it. I mean, I probably do a much stricter version of keto than a lot of other people. And what keeps me going with that is the fact that I feel good. And, you know, I think that, you know, there's very much a big part of my life where I I was definitely addicted to carbohydrates. And I like to think now that I'm addicted to feeling good and I know when things are off, or if yeah. I've been sugared or glutened or something <laughs> and I go to a restaurant,
1: <laughs> yeah, and
0: I do not feel good, yeah. and I just want to approach yeah. every day feeling fantastic. Mm,
1: that's the that's the good thing about keto is you you are now able to link something into a feeling because mm. you've 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 felt so good. You you never felt better yeah. when you were when you were in you know in your old lifestyle and now since you've got all of, got rid of all those junk you've you know got rid of all those inflammation now e- every time you eat something that's not right you're gonna feel it and
0: yeah I you know, don't think that people realize mm-hmm. how good they're
1: supposed to feel I don't think so too I and it's, so too. it
0: is amazing because mm-hmm. I think that I like went through life with like this hmm. low low-grade pain, this low-grade hum of inflammation that I think, especially as women, we learn to, like, just dismiss it or think that that's just part of our cycle or mm-hmm. just, you know, all of these other things. And, you know, we just get used to it. Yeah. And then when it's gone, yeah, you're like, holy cow, what the heck happened? Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and, and the feeling of, you know, the feeling of just feeling sleepy all the time and not Wanting to get up or get out is, is something that is felt every time you you uh, you load yourself with you know junk right with processed food right. with carbohydrates. It's it's uh, and what people don't realize is when when people talk about cholesterol and talk about inflammation, they're mm-hmm. scared of cholesterol. That's why they're not able to transition to keto because you know your friend talk about safety all the time because that's what they know like oh it's gonna it's gonna jack up my cholesterol and i'm scared of that and i might get a heart attack and that's something that's not talked about a lot outside of the space because what all but they know about keto is it's it's all about fat it's all about this and that and and a lot of things if you if you talk to google if you ask google what keto is you'll be surprised what google will say it's it's still it's still something that's not good they, they like, try it try it for yourself ask google what keto is and you will be surprised
0: well it's so funny because on my google news feed this week yeah. there was an article that i actually clicked on i was very curious where they were going to go with it yeah. but the headline was seven dangers of being mm. keto yeah. And so most of their dangers were things like, well, when you go back to carbs, you're going to pack on the weight. And I'm like, if you go back to anything, you're going to go back to the way that you were. I don't understand. That's not a keto thing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't don't understand it. I don't understand it. But what we have Mm -hmm. right now in front of us is us having that experience. It's all about our experience. That's why people talk about their story, because what they say and what we feel is so much, you know, in opposition and what what I feel mm-hmm. now I've been I've been keto for a couple of years. I've talked to, you know, several people on the show and almost hitting a hundred episodes in a few months. Congrats. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and most of them talk about their story. You guys can go back to the very first one that I, I, I've done and everybody has had an issue that they had reversed and so i don't know what they're talking about i don't know what their agenda is but let's let's get to your story with our listeners today so so in the first 2 years on keto you've lost over 200 pounds but before that you were somebody that's tried every diet out there you were following oh it. yeah
0: you can mm-hmm. think of it mm-hmm. i have done it i did my first diet when i was 10 years old it was called mm. the scarsdale diet mm. but it was you know eat toast and skim milk and a piece of celery for breakfast and i mean it's very prescribed as to what you were supposed to do and i did that when i was 10 mm. 10 and you know i lost weight on everything that i did but then i would but what it taught me was to eat in secret mm. and that's pretty much what all the diets i did through my childhood mm-hmm. taught me to, to do and but yeah if you you can think of a diet i have tried mm. it
1: so take us back to that time, the earliest you can remember that you that contributed to your relationship with food, you know, you talk about having high things because you're, you know, maybe ashamed of, you know, maybe people would judge you if you eat this, you know. Oh, for sure. Yeah.
0: I mean, even even like the book club that I'm in, mm-hmm. I would go and, you know, eat a little bit of whatever it is that they had made and then stop at fast food on my way home so I could eat real food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and that was pretty typical, but I'd eat it in the car. Or I'd get something at the grocery store and eat it in the car and eat it before I even got home, so nobody else knew that I'd even bought it. And that was, you know, a pretty typical thing for me to do is to do things in mm-hmm. secret.
1: Mm-hmm. So talk about like let's what was what was your relationship with food like at the time because you th- you're talking about ten years old that's a very tender age to be starting on a regimen and and how long did that last for you that just until until you started keto
0: well I mean I think that I think once a dysfunctional relationship with food always mm-hmm. a dysfunctional relationship with food and I think that you know even now. I mean, I have to like stop myself sometimes and like, you know, think about things (laughs) like, you know, where is this coming from? Or, you know, you have a stressful day and you're like, oh, you know, my, my inclination is still to have ice cream, but I would reach for keto ice cream. And so I don't even keep that stuff in my house because again, that dysfunction is still there and it's just so much easier to not have it so that I don't even have to think about it.
1: So, would you say you have you had an addiction with food?
0: Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure.
1: So, how were you able to now when you when you talk about keto? How were you introduced to it, and what was your initial reaction when you heard what it is? When did you finally start it?
0: So, the first time I ever heard about like low carb was Atkins, Mm -hmm. and I did Atkins two thousand three. And I did it because a friend of mine at my church was doing it. And I initially thought that is the craziest thing I've ever heard yeah. of. And I went and because I'm a reader.
1: <laughs> why was it crazy at that time?
0: It's just, again, it goes against everything yeah. that you were taught. You know, why would you increase fat? And, mm-hmm. and bread is low calorie. Why wouldn't you have that? And, you yeah. know, all of these things that, you know, we were taught. You, you look at the, the food pyramid and all of that. It goes against everything I thought I knew. Mm-hmm. So I went and purchased the new diet revolution and just was going to read about it since my friends were doing it and liked it. And I wanted to find out what the heck before I, mm-hmm. you know, laid judgment on them and I read it and I was like, this makes sense. And so I thought, you know, I'm just going to try this. Well, let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. And I really liked mm-hmm. how I felt on it. And it was funny. I made like a bargain with myself mm-hmm. That if I stuck to it and didn't cheat, Mm. when I lost 50 pounds, I would give myself a food reward, which was my favorite food, which was Mm. Chinese fried rice. Mm. And so I lost my 50 pounds and it was the weirdest thing ever because I didn't want my reward. And I did not understand this feeling of not wanting to immediately go out and have that sort of self gratification. It didn't make any sense to me. And so I probably lost, I don't know, another 10 pounds. Mm -hmm. And that whole, a diet is meant to be cheated on thing really just took over my head. And I went and got Mm. it and ate it and didn't like it that much. And I, again, I could not figure out what this was. (laughs) And then probably a few months after that, my husband and I went on a cruise and I decided that I would go off Atkins for my cruise And I knew, I knew I would get right back on because of how good I felt when I was on it. But then when I got off my cruise, it was Mother's Day. And then pretty much after that, we've got Memorial Day. And then I have my birthday, which I decided to celebrate for the entire month of July. Mm. And then, you know, and then it's just like one thing after another. And it was five years. Mm before I went back to anything, (laughs) five years. And this is kind of that whole danger of, it's just a vacation. Mm -hmm. It's just one bite or it's just the weekend or whatever excuse we like to throw out. Mm -hmm. It was five years. And then, you know, I probably cycled, you know, every once in a while I dabble in it again, but my addiction would like take hold. Mm -hmm. And I really, think the reason eight years ago that this made a difference was I always say that I accidentally started Mm. keto. Mm. And that was because I had had a couple of years before that I had a kidney stone and my doctor said that my Coke zero habit probably contributed to that. Mm -hmm. And so I stopped drinking soda and, but I didn't like water. So I started drinking something that's similar to like a Crystal Light with a sweetener in it. But I didn't like Crystal Light cuz it has this chemical taste. So I had this other brand. Well, the other brand stopped making it and my stash ran out on September 1st, 2014, so 8 years ago. And when I stopped having sweetener, not by choice, not by intention, What I noticed within a week or so was that I was not ravenous all the time. And I really feel like that change for me of stopping a sweetener is what allowed me to, one, think clearly and then be really curious as to why this happened. And that just kind of got me on a deep dive of why why wasn't i hungry all the time now why were things so drastically different mm-hmm. and it is amazing what you can accomplish when you don't feel like you're starving
1: yeah, yeah. The, the key point there is the key thing that you said there is drastically different that's why it resonated with you so much that you ha we were able to link that to that experience than when you yeah. had stopped that you know habit of you know maybe drinking sweetener or or having sweetener in your meals you were now able to link that li- link that back to that and yes of now you are whenever you're not feeling great you're able to link that no th- in in this time you're you're, you're more in sync in, in tune with your body the mm-hmm. the best thing that w- happened to you i think was when you were you know e- even with atkins too when you started you know dabbling with atkins you were curious what it is and mm-hmm. for some people they would stop at you know they would stop right there they wouldn't they wouldn't even look it up they would just cuz at the time you said it was something that's not normal you know right. wh- why why would i try this and but you were curious enough to look it up some people wouldn't do that there was something at that point in your life that's you know that's asking you to do more research and and maybe because maybe because you're you know sick and tired of what's what's happening at the moment you want you want you want to change in your life or is it something that somebody has is there somebody related to you or a friend or a family that's doing atkins at the time that's seen results
0: no it was just mm-hmm. a friend of mine mm-hmm. who was she and her husband were doing it mm-hmm. um, i don't even know that they've had much results yet i just yeah. knew that they said they felt good
1: mm. That's what it is, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, and I, like, I want to feel good. <laughs> and then when you got out, when you went on a vacation, on a cruise, it, and you said you you felt good at the time, and you were going back after that, it didn't happen for five years.
0: It did not happen for five years mm. because that that addiction just took over. It mm. didn't matter yeah. Yeah. that yeah. I wanted to go back and feel good. Yeah. I needed to have my next fix, yeah. and it just yeah, that and it just was never enough yeah
1: it has that grasp because Mm -hmm. i i've I've heard so many stories about about things like that you know when you go back you know eating this the the old way it's hard to go back right even even doing it for a couple of days would be hard to get back from where you were right so right we've all seen that picture of you know when (laughs) you know keto for two years and then eating a donut makes you like you know look like that anyways wow what 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 was what was it at the time you said when you started keto accidentally what what else do you recall because after that you you didn't fall off track anymore and and
0: no i didn't and so there were two things one was that Mm i think Prior to that, that date, when I removed the sweeteners and got on this, you know, strict keto again, I didn't know anything. So it's kind of like, I just started mm-hmm. doing what felt good for me. Mm-hmm. And throughout my whole life, I've always thought that I had arthritis and thought that because, but my mom has it. My grandparents had it. Mm-hmm. And even my uncle had a juvenile arthritis And I just thought I had it too, because my joints hurt Mm -hmm. and, you know, I was like creaky and especially first thing in the morning. And I just figured I had that. And the next thing I knew, my joint pain Mm -hmm. was gone. And that low level, you know, hum of inflammation was gone. And I didn't know, there was nothing else to attribute it to. The other thing that happened was I've had plantar fasciitis since I was 21 and losing weight never helped that, but that also, that pain also was gone and I don't have the heel pain at all anymore. That whole, you know, when you stand up first thing in the morning and you feel like you're walking on glass, Mm -hmm. that was gone. And again, addicted to feeling good. I was like, I do not want any of those Mm -hmm. things to come back. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing that happened to me was you talked to my friend, Mary Roberts, Mm -hmm. and she and I had met, we met on Facebook and she and I were having a conversation. She's the first person who ever told me the word keto. And I was like, oh, that is what I am doing. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember having a conversation with her. Because we were going to have Mexican that night. And I told her I needed to decide if I was going to be good or if I was going to be bad. And she's like, what do you mean? And so I told her, I, was like, I need to decide if I'm going to eat chips or if I'm going to stay on plan. And she said to me, she goes, oh, I don't cheat. <laughs> I remember thinking, what the heck? How, that does, does that exist? This is an option? And it never even occurred to me mm. that one could do a diet and not cheat. Mm -hmm. I did not know that that was a thing. And until she said that to me again, this like light bulb went off, I was like, oh. And so I did go out for Mexican with my family. Mm -hmm. I sat on my hands for most of the dinner because I had never gone to Mexican and not had the chips that were on the table, Mm -hmm. never. And it was, I left there thinking, I never wanna do that again. Meaning, not that I didn't want to go and and skip the chips again, but I never wanted to have that feeling of doing that again for the first time. You know, I don't want to have a do over, so that when I go to New Mexico next time, I'm gonna keep not having the chips mm. every time because I'm like, I don't think I could come back from. Mm-hmm. Well, this yes. time I'll do it. Next time I
1: want. yeah Yeah, <laughs> a bad decision always leads to another, right? Yeah, and and you know, once you skip. You know, maybe, maybe you were go, you know, a- anything that we start, let's say you started, you know, running every day for the past seven days and you decide, okay, I'm not running today. It's it's much easier not to run the next day too. Right? right. It's, it's, it's a choice that we have to make, you know, con- in a consistent basis about for ourselves. If we know, if I know that running before doing an interview helps me you know be more focused and and be more aware then it's to my advantage to run before an interview and i know that if and if i don't i know i'll be sluggish right Um, and you know it's a conscious decision that we have to make every single day and what's happening to you at the time is you are now it, it's not worth it for you to eat the chips anymore or whatever right. that is for for you right? right it's not it's not worth it anymore. You, you know what that does to you and what that right. could lead to after right
0: that. well, and it's not just the the physical repercussions, it's the mm. mental part, that whole mm. negotiation part. Yeah. and I feel like that's one of the things that I have been successful at is removing the negotiation. Because I am just I'm I'm not gonna do that. It's not even an option. It's not Mm -hmm. even a possibility Mm -hmm. because I know that it it could take five years or more Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to get back. And even then it won't be the same. It'll be harder. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Hey guys, let me tell you about this delivery service that's been a total game changer for my lifestyle. Did you know that it's now possible to get local fresh groceries delivered right at your doorstep? Well, Instacart gives you unlimited grocery delivery for one low monthly fee. And if I can avoid buying non keto friendly items from supermarkets who psychs you into buying unhealthy foods, plus if it saves me a lot of time and money, sign me up instacart is hand selected by shoppers based on your preferences so no more rock hard avocados and they will keep your eggs safe too and instacart will find everything you usually buy and get smart suggestions for new items and you can get your first order today delivered for free when you purchase over 35 dollars by following the link on the show notes below to let instacart know that i sent you and to help to support the show instacart never step foot in the grocery store again And that's that's why some people don't find, you know, keto to be something that they need because at the moment, they don't feel the need to, right? Even right. though they feel sluggish when they eat a certain type of food, they don't, it's not, you know, it, it doesn't resonate with them because, you know, like you said, you you're... You are somebody that's, you know, feeling a lot of pain in your joints. And Mm -hmm. once you went keto, that was all gone, right? It was gone. It was gone.
0: But I think that the mental part mm -hmm, of it mm -hmm. is even bigger than the physical part. Because I feel like it was always a negotiation and always Mm -hmm. a question. So, you know, when I weighed 400 pounds and somebody asked me to go somewhere, It was a challenge because I'm like, I I don't know if I want to go because how far are we going to have to walk from where we park to get in? What is the seat going to be like? Am I going to fit? Am I going to be embarrassed because I don't? Am I going to have to ask somebody for an accommodation? I mean, all of these kinds of things came up and it was just easier to not participate or to blame the physical, you know, oh, well, you know, my arthritis is acting up or, you know, whatever. When I, it was more of this fear of the unknown that made me not want to participate in most things that, you know, life threw at me. It was just easier to retreat. And so to feel like I can actually go out and live my life, and not worry about any of those Mm, things mm. is a huge relief.
1: Mm, Yeah. You don't want to get, you don't want to be stuck there anymore. You care for yourself so much now that you you don't want to do that to yourself again.
0: Right. Right. Mm. Well, and then that the health condition I have is a, it's a disease called lipedema, and it's Mm. an adipose tissue disorder. So it is like a diseased fat. And women that have this disease are very disproportionate. We tend to be thinner through our torso and then really, really large like hips and legs and sometimes upper arms, and I've got all of that. And when you are shaped like this, there's a lot of shame that we have about our bodies and especially the way that we present to the world. And there's a lot of people that just don't want anyone to ever see them. And so, you know, The number of times I went to the pool with my kids, not in a swimsuit, but in clothing, as if somebody couldn't see the shape of my body with the clothes on. Or the number of times that I wore a cover-up and never took it off when we went to the beach. And I mean, all of that kind of stuff, I really wish that I had just not cared what anyone thought and just went on living my life because no matter what size you are, you deserve to take up space. Mm.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you shouldn't be. You shouldn't be. We sometimes we we think that people are judging us even though they're not.
0: Right. Right. But, well, I've mm-hmm. talked to so many women who don't want to go to the gym mm-hmm. because they feel like they're going to be judged there. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because I feel like the gym has been such like almost like a safe haven for me, Mm -hmm. and I've never felt judged there ever. But I think a lot of times we bring our perceptions of we think somebody's looking at us when they're not, and I think Mm -hmm. I find that most people at the gym, most men at the gym are very singularly focused.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: So much so that they don't realize, I want that piece of equipment they're sitting on. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <Yeah.
0: laughs> they're in their own world and they are not looking or judging
1: at anyone. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Man, you, you talk about self-care a lot and I want to I wanna talk about my experience with that because Okay. Fi- funny story is i feel like i was coerced in into practicing self-love and self-care because four years ago there was a point in my life that i felt so depressed and i felt miserable right i i was at a job that you know i felt like i wasn't appreciated i've been there for years and you know there wasn't any appreciation i felt like i felt miserable i thought i always seek you know other people's recognition mm-hmm. and w- once i practice self-love and self-care that's when i noticed i was getting more in tune and in sync with my mind and body uh, so what helps- is your
0: favorite mm-hmm. kind of self-care
1: i have non-negotiables every single day i will wake up in the morning i would you know breathing for me is it's the first thing that i do uh, I I do a a style of breathing that's a little bit intense. I do it for about 10 minutes and it gives me so much so much life in in the morning and after that I do med- 10 minute meditation and then after that I I journal and then gra- and then gratitude after that. And so those are non-negotiables for me because that you know starting the day like that helps me helps me start today. And those are probably the things that i i neglected before Mm -hmm. i always seek you know others appreciation and did not know that it has to come from me it has to be intrinsic to be to be able to be sustainable right so it it all happened you know i neglected self-care at that time and to this day i have a self-care routine right? Like like I said before, that's just my experience. How about you? What's your self-care routine like?
0: So it sounds somewhat similar to yours. So mm-hmm. every day when I wake up, the first thing I do is do three affirmations, which for me, it's like a mm-hmm. simple I am or I have phrase. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they are like quick and off the cuff, and they're not necessarily deep or anything like that. But it is a great positive to start my yeah. day. And then I end my day with three things that I'm grateful for. And I do that before I go Mm -hmm. to sleep every night. Again, they're not, it's very, you know, what can I do in like two seconds? (laughs) And I think it just sets this very positive tone. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, I'm again, a huge reader. So, you know, time that I, doing something that I really enjoy. Also a huge fan of the game Animal Crossing. It is the most soothing, meditative Mm -hmm. little game that you can play. And so I like to do that. And then the other thing is I'm a huge fan of this app called Finch. Mm. F-I-N-C-H. It's like a little Mm. bird. And it is fantastic for, you know, how are you feeling about this? Let's do some deep breathing. Mm. Or, you know, you go in and you do check-ins and it asks you to, you know, do you have like a frowny face, like a plain face? Are you smiling? You know, where are we in things? And it's got everything from, you know, setting goals to, you know, listening to soundscapes to help you relax. And I'm a huge fan of it. And there's a free version and a paid version. I'm just using the free version right now, but I like it a lot. I think there's all kinds of things that you can do. And I think what's key is, is if you guys are listening to us going, I'm never going to journal and I don't like apps and all of these other things, there are so many things out there And I think figuring out what your thing is, is like the best place to Mm -hmm. start. And, you know, if it needs Mm -hmm. to be something that doesn't take a lot of time, there are plenty of things out there to do to kind of, you know, fill your cup so that you feel like you can tackle all the stuff that life throws at you today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And not cheating. I think (laughs) it's self-love self-care that's the ultimate self-care this is the hardest thing to do because i don't care what anybody says it takes real conversation with yourself honestly and a huge amount of self-love and self-care to be able to be aware enough in every situation to stay away from food right well i think
0: that's really where the affirmations come in because i think people have a really hard time with Loving themselves or being okay with who they are right now, no matter how their body presents to the world. And it seems like, you know, there's a lot of people that just do not like the whole body positivity movement. And I'm like, there's nothing wrong with loving yourself and wanting to change. And you will never going to make a positive change in yourself or your life from a place of hate. So I think that's really important to figure out how to not hate yourself and I think that's where the affirmations come in mm-hmm. and you don't have to do you know well, I am awesome if you don't believe you're awesome you can start with I am enough or I am okay today and there are ways to mm-hmm. do that where it is still honest but also positive
1: how should we view cheating then is it bad is it good What what is the best practice to help you sustain your keto in the beginning though like without cheating for me cheating can be depending if you're an abstainer or a moderator obviously if you're somebody that you have to know yourself in the beginning first of all before you before you start if you if you know yourself to be somebody that's you know triggered by a certain food then you know you're not a moderator anyways so how should we view it cuz you've done it so well and you've you've been so consistent with it what do you tell yourself in those moments again for for our listeners
0: Well I think that in the beginning it is really important to stick to things and That can feel very overwhelming, especially like for me at 400 something pounds, the whole idea that I needed to lose more than half my body weight was beyond overwhelming. And I think the way to approach it is rather than think I'm going to have to do this for the rest of my life is how about I need to do this today. And if even today is overwhelming, you can be like, I'm breakfast. Breakfast is going to be on plan. And then you can be like, okay, lunch is going to be on plan. I think it's it's yeah. a matter of finding what works for you works. as far as like how far can I <laughs> set yeah. this goal? And a lot of times it just needs to be today. Today I'm going to be yeah. on plan.
1: Do something action action on it. If you don't take yeah. action, it's not going to start. Like right that that's the that's a cure for it. You got to take action. If you have a goal the solution is taking action right so if you have a goal you're not taking action guess what it's it's a wish it's not gonna start there's there's no progress there right it's Um, just it just remains a
0: wish or a dream
1: yeah and but yeah
0: i mean but i do i get the whole idea of on keto i'm never gonna have you know whatever it is was your Mm -hmm. poison of choice it's very it's like it's grief you know it's it's you grieve that. And a lot of times you're really angry about it because other people can have it and it doesn't bother them. And, but I do, I think that if you can just focus on today, don't worry about tomorrow or the next day or next year, or that wedding that you've got coming up or Christmas, you can't do that because then you get frustrated. But if you can just focus on today and the more today's you string together, the better you feel the mm-hmm. easier it is to make that choice for a longer period of time
1: Yes 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 yeah stack your wins whatever it is well, however small it is, you got to start somewhere and once once you start, make sure you uh, make sure you pat yourself on the back all the time you do it because you know right. that you're, you're gonna need those you're gonna need that confidence to be able to navigate. You know, well, and I think lifestyle. that's
0: where like the self care really comes in because mm-hmm. when you value yourself and you value the way that you feel, it becomes really important to prioritize your health. Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. Exactly. That's what it is. You gotta, now you talk about like having a self care routine, having self love is the, is the, will bridge the gap between. Just knowing what to do? Because a lot of us knows what to do. A lot of us knows what I think to the majority exercise, of right?
0: us know what to do. And mm-hmm. even like within my coaching, it's like, you know, I can tell you how to do keto in, you know, mm-hmm. a very short amount of time. But knowing what to do and actually doing it are two completely different things. Yeah. Different and then things. knowing what to do, but then dealing with, you know, the stuff of life mm-hmm. that happens. It's like, how do you negotiate that? And you know, I get so many people who are like, well, once this passes or once this yeah. happens, yeah. then I could focus more on me or my health. Yeah. But the thing is, once that passes, something else will happen because that's what life is all about. There's always going to be something that's happening.
1: Yeah.
0: And when you can figure out how to negotiate through the tough spots, mm-hmm. then you'll really know how to do everything.
1: Mm-hmm. How do you recognize a, an excuse from a client? Because obviously, we, if once we recognize that those are actually excuses, then that's when we know how to action. If we don't, if, if we think that we're actually busy, if we think that we're actually, we actually don't have time, yeah. most, of us, mo- most of us think that I'll, I'll put it aside. I don't have time right now. Right. I- I'll put it aside may- maybe next week. Right. Mm -hmm. Maybe maybe I'll do it next week. I just don't have the time right now.
0: Right. Well, and it's it's not only time, sometimes it's simply bandwidth. Mm -hmm. You know, I've got so much going on because of, you know, things that are happening with my family or my job. I just don't have time to even Mm -hmm. think Mm -hmm. about meal prep or think about what I'm gonna have for lunch and it's just Mm -hmm. easier to grab something that isn't healthy. And so that's kind of like I feel like that's where coaching comes in is we can talk about how how we can you know create some bandwidth mm-hmm. and find t- where we can negotiate mm-hmm. some time and figure out how we can really plug this in mm-hmm. because you can in the midst of craziness still make time for you
1: mm-hmm. I don't want to overestimate this all. To anyone like speaking of, speaking through experience i i feel like i'm a different person the energy is different i was able like i said guys i wasn't i can't finish a book before mm-hmm. uh I, today i've i have a bookshelf behind me i i can't stop reading right uh, i have a podcast that's been running for a couple years i i've done so, other things that i couldn't imagine doing because i don't have the energy to do I. I I kept Mm -hmm. telling myself I don't have the time to do them. But now I do. And that's why. But you didn't
0: magically mm. make time. Time was not. You do not have more hours than I do. No. No. But I do think keto helps you to create that space and that focus. Mm -hmm. Because you are not spending the mental energy negotiating everything else.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And we know and we're in tune with our body. We're in sync with our body. We know what's good for us and we, we, we got rid of the junk and we know what's, you know, we know now what's an excuse and, and, and what's good for us. Right. right. Uh, it's, it's, it's a di- different world for me. Why did you start coaching people though? What, what was it?
0: Well, I think that throughout my whole life, I feel like I have like a nurturing spirit and I want mm-hmm. to help people. And I want to, to help them to not deal with the stuff that I dealt with. Mm -hmm. And if I can help make it easier for someone else, I want to do that. And then it just kind of grew out of that. And then, you know, it really started out as, you know, how do I do keto to realizing that coaching is not about food at all. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It really is about the life part of it. And that's how I kind of, got into the life coach certification too, mm-hmm. was because that, that is really what my conversations with my clients are about. And it's funny, I'll get some times they'll be like, you know, they'll apologize because we weren't really talking about keto. We were talking about, you know, stuff going on with their family or stuff that was going on at work or mm-hmm. their relationship issues with kids or husbands. And while it is not therapy at all, what I'm doing, it's, it's realizing that all those things that happen in life influences the choices that we make about how to nourish ourselves. And so being able to talk through those things and realizing what your triggers are so that you can then you know, approach things a little bit differently and still stay sober, is a huge deal.
1: Absolutely. And if you're able to talk from experience, it's a lot more powerful than just telling them what to do. Right. 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 And I think that's
0: kind of too. you know, coming at it from someone who's been keto for so Mm -hmm. long and has, you know, lost a significant amount of weight who also I mean, the majority of my clients have Mm lipedema and being able to talk to them through understanding that condition as well. It's, you know, it's, it's not like, you know, typically when you go to your physician, they have never experienced whatever you have, that they do not also have lipedema, or they do not also have arthritis or they do not also have diabetes or whatever it is that you're going through. I know what it's like. And I feel like that is an advantage because I I have been there and I've done all the things and I know what works for me and I know what works for my clients.
1: Absolutely, you know, that's why I love coaches like yourself and others who really come from pain into serving others to helping others make a change because they are coming from, you know, their own experience from trial and error, doing everything else that didn't work. The mental aspect to it, Mm -hmm. to the, the, the mental battle that you have every single day to be able to abstain and talk to yourself that this is not good for me anymore. I'll cut this off out of my life and that experience, that strength, that that's wisdom for years that you've built and and now you're thriving on on a lifestyle that's helping you now help others too is is such a blessing to other people because other people are are feel lost, right? Without right. without if if that's why we have to share our stories, because a lot of people are lost, and a lot of people don't know what to do, like you said, people think that they're supposed to feel that way anyways, because they felt that way for a long time, and they don't they don't and you said it's it's in your fa- in the beginning, arthritis is in your family, right. and you've somehow accepted that I just
0: figured you, that every that, that was me too, but it wasn't Now it
1: was you. <laughs> that was you too and i think you know that becomes an excuse for us or maybe maybe your doctor tells you about you know oh this is in your family you're more maybe we're more you know vulnerable to those it doesn't mean that you have to stay there like you said you've never felt better you you don't have any joint pains anymore This is something that can be done.
0: Right. Well, I think it's really important to know that, you know, you can have genetics Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. make you more susceptible to diabetes or lipedema or arthritis or any number of things. But it is the environment that pulls the trigger on those genetics. Mm -hmm. Not Mm -hmm. all genes present themselves. And I think Mm -hmm. that that's really important to know that you can control part of this.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. I love that you said that. I love that you said that because that's a, that's the a main thing, because some people maybe your doctor will tell you it's in your family and that becomes an excuse for you not to do anything about it. Right. Right. Well, because, I always feel oh, right, so family.
0: grateful that so lipedema is pretty much thought to be impervious to diet or exercise that it is because it is a diseased fat. It does mm-hmm. not function like regular fat. Yeah. And I think that that's true to a degree. But I am also so thankful that I didn't find out that I had lipedema until I had already lost the majority of my weight on keto, because I think if I had heard it before, I would have been like, "Oh, mm-hmm. well, I have no choice about being 400 pounds. That this is just my lot in life. This mm-hmm. is my genetics. This is this is what it is." And yeah. it would never have been me making it worse.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's amazing how it works, eh? man. Mm-hmm it's amazing how it works because you you can't you can't come across this information without you searching for it right all right so katrina for my last question where can people find you
0: so i am on for social media i am on both tiktok and instagram at keto.katrina and i have a facebook name with the same same name keto.katrina and for coaching, you can find me at com. And can we do like show notes or something and I can give you the link for my lipedema information because that's another website too and it's yeah. long.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You can send everything to me and I'll link everything down below so awesome. everybody can check that out. Fantastic. Um, Katrina. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. I had, I had a blast on the show. And wait, wait for it, guys. Stay tuned because, you know, I would re-listen to this podcast. Make sure you don't miss anything. And yeah, thank you so much, Katrina. Thank
0: you so much for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity to share.
1: Awesome. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to another great episode here on the Ketones and Coffee Podcast. And we've had such a pleasure of hosting yet another amazing guest here, guys. If you're eager to learn more about the secrets of succeeding on the ketogenic lifestyle, be sure to check out the show notes. As a special treat for our loyal listeners, I'm offering an exclusive opportunity for a free consultation call. Discover how you can achieve success on the ketogenic lifestyle by simply referring to the details provided in the show notes take advantage guys of this unique chance to enhance your journey to a healthier you and stay tuned for more captivating episodes and until next time guys keep embracing the power of ketones